pam 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 A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. Hey, this is Charlie. Welcome to the Family Starship Podcast, where we review movies, get the reactions, and you got yourself a podcast. I am, I am, however, not your host. Um, it will be my father coming in a minute. Let's drop right into it. Okay, it's time to talk about Revenge of the Sith. And we have another first on the podcast this week. It's our first three-way podcast. Joining us once again is Charlie. Hello. And also, Jackie. Hello there. Good to have you both here. And before we get started on the podcast, uh, let me just give you a warning. Uh, we are going to spoil this movie completely. As always on the Family Sparship, uh, we definitely recommend watching the movie first before listening to the podcast. Uh, you'll get the most out of it that way anyway, and we certainly don't want to spoil the movie for anyone who hasn't seen it yet. So with that, let's get right into Revenge of the Sith. into the Clone Wars, the Jedi rescue Palpatine from Count Dooku. As Obi-Wan pursues a new threat, Anakin acts as a double agent between the Jedi Council and Palpatine and is lured into a sinister plan to rule the galaxy. In this, the third Star Wars prequel, Revenge of the Sith. So, how I would describe this movie, um, first of all, it is a Star Wars movie, which at this point is its own genre. Um, it's epic fantasy, good versus evil heroes journey all those kinds of things i also think this movie aspires to be a character driven grand tragedy i say aspire because i don't think it quite gets there but we will we will talk about that more as we get into the movie i'll start with charlie charlie how do you come to revenge of the sith and what does it mean to you so I know that um the order of which star wars movies you should watch is a really big discussion Personally, I did the original trilogy and then the prequels. I personally enjoyed that version better, and I actually, it actually took me a while to watch Revenge of the Sith because I was specifically scared of it for reasons, you know. Um, it was a bit darker, um, but I came around to watching it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, so yes, I remember your mom and I were a little worried about showing you this one. Um, because it is darker. It's a little more violent. The themes are darker. Um, so I think this one we took a break before we showed you Revenge of the Sith. Um, we will get to that more as we go into more detail about the movie. Let me turn over to Jackie now. Jackie, how do you come to Revenge of the Sith and what does it mean to you? Uh, well, I mean, Star Wars as a whole, kind of similar to Charlie, it's been there my whole life. Um, I'd just like to mention very briefly that even though I'm your sister, we have a significant age difference. So I'm more a child of the 90s while you're a child of the 80s. 
And having both you and our brother Alex, we're Star Wars fans, it's been pretty much present my whole life. So I've always been really familiar with like the original trilogy. So I was really excited for the prequels and I saw them all upon release. Uh, Phantom Menace came out when I was in eighth grade, I believe. And this came out uh, probably my freshman year of college. And uh, yeah, I saw it on, on upon its release and I was really excited. This Revenge of the Sith is my favorite of the prequels. And I think that's pretty accepted throughout the Star Wars fandom, that it's the best of the prequels, but that's how I came to it. I mean, after the sequels, it's, I guess it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the sequels are a whole another podcast. I have so much to say, but go on. <laughs> but, uh, yes, I, I think that's the case for a lot of people. After the sequels, the prequels looked a lot better. Indeed. So let me ask you this question, Jackie. Um, a lot of people your age look at the prequels as kind of their Star Wars because uh-huh. that is what they grew up with of a certain age. That's the, Those are the movies they saw when they were young. Right. And maybe not the original trilogy, which they may have come to later in life. I mean, for me, the original trilogy will always be Star Wars. Let me just ask you, is that the case for you? Do you look at the prequels as your Star Wars or do you lean more towards the original trilogy? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I still look at the original trilogy as Star Wars, like I said, I grew up with it. It was It's always just been there. Uh, I think, I remember people, like when the trailer for The Phantom Menace came out, I remember people being excited about it. Like everybody knew what Star Wars was. But I do have this one recollection of somebody in my class after we saw the trailer saying, oh, did you see the little like Luke Skywalker? He's so cute. And I corrected them that it was Anakin, not Luke. And they had no idea what I was talking about. Man, do you even Star Wars? <laughs> yes, exactly, Charlie. Um, when it comes to my history now, I remember seeing it in the theater when it first was released. And it was definitely my favorite of the prequels right away. It was impressive. I remember seeing this, like getting a little bit of that old Star Wars buzz, um, yeah. seeing it um, for the first time, um, which I really didn't get from the other two prequel movies. Um, I remember not being as excited for this when it came out because I was a little bit down on Star Wars when it, by the time this one came out. And this one, while not maybe redeeming the entire prequel trilogy, it was effective in a way that the other prequel movies was were not. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with the ending and how it's connected to the original trilogy. Um, Unlike the other prequel movies, I, I just don't, the drama and the, the epic nature of that ending, um, it doesn't rely necessarily on the buildup provided to these characters in the first two movies of the prequel trilogy. It can rely instead on all of the world building from the original trilogy, which was a lot better. Yeah. So, and I think for that reason, I was satisfied watching this one in a way that I wasn't from the other two movies. Right. Yeah, I'll I'll agree with that. And even though we already know how this movie was going to end because we know the original trilogy, like we knew this was going to be Anakin's turn over to the dark side, still was it was it was just a good movie on its own to just see how it happens even though Anakin isn't the best character in this. It, it's still epic to see him become Darth Vader at the end. All right, let's move on to expectations. Now, Charlie, as we said, Laura, uh, your mom and I uh, were a little bit worried about showing you this one. 
There is a lot of youngling death in this one. Pretty savage, yes. <laughs> a lot of decapitations. You know, it's pretty savage. So what did you expect? Did we build it up into your mind a little too much? Like, how did you how did you expect this movie to turn out when you when you saw it? Uh, no, 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 nothing much. Um, cover art's cool. I mean, yeah, that's about it. So let's let's start back to you, Jackie. Anything you wanted to add about your expectations with Revenge of the Sith? So, I don't have kids, but I think I think I'll throw this back to you uh, for advice as a parent to a future parent. What? the order you would show your kids all the movies aha good question for me it was always going to be original trilogy first okay you know you know i was around when those came out for me that is just star wars you know um i'll put it this way if i had seen the prequel trilogy first i would be a lot less excited to see the original trilogy right um just because you know a lot of what is built up in the prequels and the reason you're interested in it is has to do with seeing it as in the original, you know, the story in the original trilogy. Yeah, I guess it's been hotly debated. Because uh, you would also lose that cliffhanger of Darth Vader telling Luke his father if you watch the prequels first. Yeah, the, the, you would already know that. Like that's you would miss that moment, which was which is great, you know. Um, so that was never a debate to me. It was always going to be the order of release. I, I just think that's makes the most sense. That's, the, I think, the most enjoyable way to see these movies. I agree with that statement. I really think um, order of release is the way to go because, as Dad said, like it, it, it builds up suspense, it's enjoyable, that sort of thing. I don't really think it has anything to do with being a boomer. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, you know, technically, Charlie, I'm not a boomer. I'm actually a Gen Xer, so let's not get too far ahead of ourselves here. Well, eh. That's true. It, it, it makes no difference to you, does it? <laughs> and on that note, let's take a quick break and we'll find out what everyone thought of Revenge of the Sith. Very good. <laughs> hey, Joel, what did you think of Revenge of the Sith? Uh, it's actually one... I really like the series Star Wars, so uh, this one might not be one of my like favorite favorites of the entire series, but it. But I re but I also really like this one as well. So I've seen it at least like four times. Okay, so you must pretty like it if you saw it four times. Well, well, the first time, um, it was probably when. Dad and, and Charlie just wanted to watch it again, and uh, and I was just there, and so I just watched it. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't think it was too scary? Um, no. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm glad you liked it, and I'm glad you watched the whole thing. Oh my god, so many hands falling off. That's and true. a head. And a head. This is not scary. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> cool. Hey, Lauren, what did you think of Revenge of the Sith? I didn't hate it. <laughs> At the time, I thought it was pretty good. It's not very rewatchable, but my favorite part is definitely that they referenced it in Gilmore Girls when Luke went on a classic Luke rant about the high ground and used the term, uh, they have jet pods, but they can't scurry. Yes. Well, as we know, the high ground ends any fight. 
That's right. I have the high ground. I win. Goodbye. Now, going over people's reactions, uh, Joel liked it. Joel enjoyed it. He, he likes all Star Wars movies. He liked this one. And my fears about it becoming a little too scary, a little too violent for him, um, those didn't really materialize. He he enjoyed it for what it was, and he was not put off by that at all. Um, and um, I, I don't want to speak for you, Charlie, but why don't, why don't you go ahead and give us your reaction? Well, really, um... This this movie is one of the darker Star Wars movies, if not the darkest. But you know, um, it it, uh, I mean, we'll discuss how like the unrealisticness of all, of I don't know the word for that is, um, of it all is just like makes it easier to digest. And I've seen um one too many memes, and it's just sometimes I laugh. <laughs> right. So I mean, we'll talk about both those things. Those are both good points. Um, what you say about the movie being unreal i mean there are no lightsabers in real life so the violence even though it is shocking violence people's heads getting cut off um there are no lightsabers it seems more unreal like the whole sense of reality in the movie is very heightened none of the environments look real i think all of that contributes it to looking like a big video game and none of it seems all that real and um and that's to the movie's detriment as a drama i think i just don't think i'm that invested in the drama of the movie i just think that you know it, like those shocking violent moments just don't land in that way for me yeah absolutely i think it helps that you don't actually see on screen uh when anakin is killing the younglings um it's just sort of implied um and then the other thing you said about <laughs> um we'll talk about this later but um this is a very memed movie if, if that's the right way to put it um and i just it's just been so digested and re and reformulated in, in a million different ways people make fun of a lot of the scenes from this movie over and over again on the internet that it just it just doesn't seem like when you watch it today it all it's almost like all of that drama whatever whatever of it might have existed at some point is no longer there yeah Kind of. That's how, that's how the internet works, baby. Yeah, and I'll also add that the scene with the younglings, um, you know, that famous scene right beforehand, the, you know, the kids and I were kind of laughing at the dialogue right before the big reveal. And like when he says, Master Skywalker, yeah. there's too many of them. <laughs> We were both laughing already, so... Yeah, we, we, we started laughing about that for about two minutes, and then, yeah... Yeah, so it kind of undercut the drama. I mean, also, we've seen this movie a ton of times already, so that just doesn't work on us at all anymore. Yeah, I had no connection to those kids. <laughs> yes, what can I tell you? <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um, we're going to take one more break, and then we'll come back with our thoughts on Revenge of the Sith. We are back one more time to talk about Revenge of the Sith. And here is where we are going to get into our thoughts, our in-depth thoughts on the movie. And I'll start. Um, when I think about Star Wars movies, Revenge of the Sith is mid-tier. It is, okay. you know, right below the original trilogy. 
It's there's a lot of good stuff in it that that we'll talk about, but I also think that it suffers from a lot of the same problems that the rest of the prequels do. Um, the the pacing is very very inconsistent. There are some serious lulls in the movie that I, I, I had some difficulty watching this last time. It was just hard to concentrate and sit through. Um, especially any scenes with Anakin talking to Padme um, when oftentimes, like, uh, you know, Laura and I will make fun of this, that Charlie and Joel will cringe at any romantic subplots in movies um, and they'll close their eyes, they'll run away, and, we'll, and, we'll like, and we're always like, you know, like, you know, don't make such a big deal. It's just a romance subplot, just not a big deal. But for this movie, we were right there with them. We were like, yeah, this is cringy. I don't want to watch this either. <laughs> as far as what I liked about the movie, um, let me start with the, the opera scene. Uh, the opera scene is one of my favorite scenes, probably my favorite scene in the entire prequel trilogy. And what I liked about it is it revealed character... Um, the dialogue was actually good. Um, <laughs> there was actual world building there in a way that the rest of the prequels, I don't think, did in a good way. Um, that scene I would put up with any other scene. I remember watching that for the first time thinking, wow, this is actually effective. I, I, I actually care about what happens next here because this is actually good. Because you, you see you know, Palpatine kind of seducing, manipulating um, Anakin in that scene in a way that makes sense. It's done through dialogue. It's done through, you know, just you know the the, the scenery, and it's it works. You you believe it in a way that I don't believe a lot of the drama in the rest of the prequel trilogy. Um, in addition to that, um, I think the the music is on point. Um, the music in all the prequel trilogy, I think, is right on par with the original trilogy. I mean, you can say what you want about the prequels. Um, the John Williams music is still excellent. It's still, I, I would say, as good as the original trilogy. And this is no exception, especially the ending like theme when Anakin and Obi-Wan start to fight. That ending epic duel theme is excellent. It's tremendous. Um, goes right up there with, with the best of it. Um, so yeah, I mean those those are the things I would take away from the most. I mean I, I talked about you know the ending and the drama that it produces, and it goes right into the original trilogy, which which works perfectly. Like I don't need to, I don't need to be invested in Anakin the way I knew him from Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones because I know where he's going in the next trilogy, and um, for that reason, that ending works for me. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. So like I mentioned, this was my favorite prequel, and rewatching it now that's reinforced and i think it's also by the, the more recent sequel i don't love so i think and like that made this movie even better <laughs> like we should have appreciated george lucas while we had him right yes so, all is forgiven george come back to us <laughs> like this was great <laughs> exactly and like yeah the opera scene like i said that really stood out for me having a little bit of history there uh and also the last scene, the, the two fight scenes, uh, Yoda and Palpatine and Obi-Wan and Anakin, uh, sort of linked together by, like you said, Duel of the Fates, I believe, was a song that was playing, which was one of the best things about the, the prequels. That, that's just that's, that's out to me. Like, I remember when I watched it in theaters, like, sort of going to the edge of my seat when those scenes started, like the, the, fight, the last final fight scenes. And, uh, you know, I still sort of felt that 
like, oh, this is what I've been waiting for. This is such a great part of this movie. I think that really held up. It's still great all these years later. What about you, Charlie? What worked about Revenge of the Sith for you? Well, I really liked the fight scenes in this movie. I thought they were really good. And uh, they're fun to watch, you know? Like, post that on YouTube now. Okay, we got it. Um, so I also, again, I, I like, I love the music. I put it on my YouTube playlist. So there's that. Cool. Um, I also think this, it ends the, the prequel trilogy on a down note, obviously. The, the prequel trilogy is a, is a tragedy. And you end up with a character who's fallen from grace and it leads really, really nicely into the next trilogy. And honestly, it, it wraps it up so nicely. If the prequels had just been this movie, it would have been fine. I don't think we needed the other movies, honestly. I just think that this story is pretty much told just in this movie. I, I don't think the other two, like Phantom Menace or Tiger Clones, really adds all that much to this movie. I think this movie stands alone as, a, as an effective prequel to the original trilogy. Actually, I kind of agree with that. Like, seriously, if this movie came out in 1999 as the first prequel and the only prequel, people would speculate enough to the point where they get the entire storyline just fine. Yeah, uh, I think I, I like all the prequels. I mean, there's there's parts from it that add to the story, but this one on its own had the bulk of it, I think. Yep, absolutely. I agree with that. My favorite character in Star Wars overall is Darth Vader. Technically, I don't like Anakin in this movie. <laughs> like, he's probably not the best character. But I'm not saying I'm rooting for the Sith, but their stories are just more interesting. <laughs> you know, they're the best characters in this. Uh, I, I know Goku was only in it for a little bit, but even General Grievous, like anybody on the dark side is, has a much more interesting story. And I'm not rooting for them, but <laughs> they're fun to see. So let me get this straight, Jackie, just so I know. You are not rooting for the Sith, correct? I am not rooting for the Sith. I did not say that, no. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I, I will add, I, I think, no, but I, I kind of get what you're saying. I, I will add that one of the things that I think uh, George Lucas did really well with the prequels is that he made the Jedi's flawed. Right. Um, there is a story there that I wish, you know, that's there, but I wish had been more of a focus in the trilogy in that the Jedi kind of rejects all selfishness, all, you know, self-interested passion, and that is part of their downfall. Mm -hmm. And I think that is um, a great story. It's a great theme to it. And it, it really does deepen the Star Wars universe in, in, in a way that, you know, like, for example, the sequel trilogy does not do at all. Um, and that is, that's great texture that, you know, it, it there's a beating heart to this trilogy that even though the movies I don't think are told very well, I don't love the effects, I don't love the dialogue, I don't love the acting, but underlying it all, I think there is a really effective story with really, really resonant themes in there. Um, on the topic of the dialogue, um, something about the um, bad dialogue in the prequels in general has, has um, brought a sense of community to us Star Wars fans because it has brought us all together to make stupid memes of the stupid dialogue. Yes, we will get to the memes, Charlie. <laughs> this is like the most memed movie of all time, I think. We always get to the memes. Yes. All right, let's get to best scene. And I've already talked about mine, which is the opera scene. Um, not much more to say about it. Um, it's actual good interplay between two actors, which is something that this trilogy 
sorely lacked. And at least we get this scene, which is great. Um, and, you know, it, it's like I said before, it deepens the world. It makes the entire um, the back. It makes the universe seem bigger, um, which which is always a nice thing. And, and, and the world building in this scene is, is I think, better than the world building in the rest of the trilogy, to be honest with you. I have a quick question about that scene. Uh, is Palpatine, is he the apprentice he's talking about in that story? So it's heavily implied. It's heavily implied that Darth Plagueis was Palpatine's master and he's kind of like, you know, he's licking his lips, talking about it, going, yes, he became <laughs> so powerful that the only thing he feared was losing his power he's like it, me <laughs> and, and like me <laughs> like that exactly so it's implied um i'm sure there are books about it somewhere that explain whether that or not that is canon oh well it is because i am your book okay so according to charlie who is on the internet what 10 hours a day like 10 hours a day not that long but he's on the internet a lot and apparently it is canon now i i guess um that Darth Plagueis was his master that he murdered. He murdered in his sleep and and that kind of thing. So I, I guess so. Um, hey, I, I buy it. It's uh, okay. Yeah, I was just wondering, but that makes perfect sense. So what about you, Charlie? What was your favorite scene? Well, my favorite scene was the scene where basically um, during Order 66, one of the final scenes we saw is at the Jedi Temple, um, three like a blue striped clones um, corner Senator Organa by his like hover car or something. Um, and they say, I'm sorry, sir. It's time for you to leave. Yes. And that's when like the kid Jedi jumps out of nowhere and starts attacking them and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yep. Cool. All right, Jackie, what about you? What's your favorite scene? Uh, yeah, I think we've talked about it with the opera and the final fight scene, but I think an honorable mention should go to Obi-Wan doing the hello there, General Grievous. Another classic meme. Another classic meme. And it's pretty epic after that. Like their whole battle, pretty good. And I was confused. I, I forgot that General, he's, he's a cyborg, right? Um, because the coughing really throws you off because I thought he was a droid. I remember thinking that was weird. Yeah, and that is the thing. I, I'm sure there's a lot of backstory to Grievous that is present in the cartoons or the books or something somewhere. Um, I just wish the the movies had done a better job setting him up because by the time we get to Revenge of the Sith, we're supposed to take it that he's an important character and that his capture is going to end the war somehow. So, yeah, I just I just wish there were more to that so that we can get invested in that situation. Now, let's get to what doesn't hold up, and Jackie, I'll throw it to you. Yeah, one thing, I was thinking about that today while I was watching it, and I know, I'm going to use Yoda as a very specific, he's CGI in this movie, right? I actually think, find it more believable as a puppet. There were parts of it where it's kind of taken out of it, like it just looks like it's so obviously CGI, that I was just like, like I, I guess it just doesn't hold up to modern day technology, the CGI, which is a little bit off for me. So, yes, I definitely agree with that. And I'll add that for the entire prequel trilogy, I, I don't think the effects really work. Um, I think that I, I don't believe that any of the environments look real. Uh, I don't feel like the characters look like they're part of the environment. You know, just the lighting and it all just yeah. looks like a video game. And it looks more like that today than it did when I first saw these movies. And, you know, 
it's just hard for me to take the drama, the action, the danger seriously when none of it feels like it's happening in a real environment. And I will add the other thing that doesn't work well is the dialogue. Um, fortunately, there is less dialogue between Anakin and Padme in this movie, but it's every bit as bad as it was in Attack of the Clones. Um, it's it's cringy. It's it's really bad. And um, yeah, it's hard to get invested in these characters when their 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 dialogue, their relationship does not feel real at all. They have zero chemistry. I don't get it. <laughs> and I'll add that, um, again, the kids would turn away during these scenes, and I, and I cannot blame them for doing so. I, I wanted to do that, too. You did, you know, too. <laughs> um, I was like, you know, go ahead and watch YouTube, kids. That's fine. You don't have to watch this part. <laughs> All right, Charlie, so what didn't work for you? Well, um, I, will, um, I mean, I, I didn't really have that much of a problem with the CGI effects. I thought they were, um, they were not the greatest, but they, uh, but they didn't, like, really distract me or anything. And in a movie like, um, Star Wars, where it's an epic fantasy, you don't really need, um, those realistic effects, because this is not real life, and that stuff, you know? And, um... Another thing that didn't work for me is, um, something that didn't work for me in the prequels in general, and that is the dialogue. More specifically, in episode 2 and 3, Anakin and Padme scenes. It was, I, 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 I can't get into it, and I think I, everyone else can agree with me. That's, that's, why, that's why I don't like Sand Exists. You're welcome. <laughs> yes, the dialogue is very cringy, for sure. Even, like, what's supposed to be the turning point of the movie, when Palpatine's like, come to the dark side. Anakin's just kind of like, okay. <laughs> like, yes, that was very abrupt. He was just like, yes, should be Lord. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yes, I will do it and come to the dark side. Indeed. Have a nice day. Yes. Yes, so just a scene before that, he was reporting, you know, Palpatine to the Jedi, and then that's a very sudden turn to take. Right. Yeah, it came out of nowhere. Like, he just kept saying, that's not the Jedi way, that's not the Jedi way, and then he's like, all right, I'll join the dark side. <laughs> like, Okay. Yes. Well, yes, I agree with all of the above. Let's move on to our MVP. Uh, Charlie, who is your MVP in the movie? I mean, um, my MVP is personally Obi-Wan. Did I say Obi-Wan? Obi-Wan. Because, well, he is really, like, um, he's, like, he's, his dialogue, along with, like, Palpatine's, is actually, um, pretty good in this movie and that's the can't be said for most other characters so i like that about him and also the transformation from a clone wars general to like like an n-words like home hermit is like like it feels like right so um for like the like the original trilogy so that's why he's my mvp he has memes that's cool i agree i like the performance obi-wan um i think that um I almost wish there was more of Obi-Wan in these, uh, in the prequels. Um, like, uh, he does a lot of, he's central to the plot. He gets a lot of action. I, I almost feel like we, I wish we learned more about him because I thought the performance was really good. Okay, and Jackie, who is your MVP? Uh, General Grievous. I want to know more about him. Every time he was, like, there's a scene with him, I was just like, who are you? <laughs> like, like give us, give us a show about General Grievous, Disney Plus. Like, that would be great. So yeah, um, I I liked General Grievous also. I'm up for more backstory on Grievous. I'm sure there's tons of it in books and comics out there that I haven't read. But um, yeah, that works for me too. Um, my MVP is the one and only 
Sheev Palpatine. I still don't know where the name Sheev comes from. Charlie, where does the name Sheev come from? Uh, back in 2014, a comic was released that where a stormtrooper um, called um, Palpatine's name for an executioning, and they called him by Sheev. Interesting. Okay, I... You know, it's it's a Star Wars name. Sheev doesn't sound like anything else, but it, it works. Um, and uh, yeah, I think Palpatine, when he's on the screen, um, the, the movies come to life. The prequels do. He is, I think, one of the only characters who shows any agency, any initiative. He's actually doing stuff, which is interesting, um, where you have a lot of the other characters just reacting and just having meetings and just, just talking about stuff. Um, so... Yeah, uh, I think she really carries the movie whenever he's there. Taking over the universe, but at least he's doing something. <laughs> yeah, at least he's doing something. Yeah. All right, so would you watch this movie again for fun? Yes. Yes. Charlie, what about you? I would watch the movie, but not on the disc, on a YouTube compilation, where Andrew the Sith, but it's only the good parts. <laughs> yes, I think that's actually a pretty good move, because... Um, there are big chunks of this movie that are just not fun to sit through. I agree, especially the we've 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 already you know um, talked about it, but all the dialogue scenes between Padme and Anakin, a lot of it just is just very hard to watch. So yeah, I, there there are chunks of this movie that I would I would love to edit out, um, and maybe the best way to enjoy it is to watch a you know best scenes memes compilation. I'm sure that Dad would watch the opera scene twenty times a day. Well, maybe not 20 times a day. Like, I don't think I would watch Attack of the Clones again for fun, but I would watch it for fun. <laughs> yes, I see what you're saying about Attack of the Clones, but I would totally rewatch the scene where he talks about sand again, because that part is legit hilarious. I know, it's ironically <laughs> funny, and so funny, in fact, that it's the best part of the movie, it's not even supposed to be funny. Yes, and it's also the reason you hate sand, right, Charlie? Indeed. All right, next question. Remake, reboot, sequel, or leave it alone? I mean, it's Star Wars. <laughs> it's the whole franchise built around it. This is a trick question. <laughs> yes, it is a dumb question. There will be Star Wars movies, you know, hundreds of years into the future. Some of them might even be good. I, hopefully. <laughs> all right. It's time for final impressions. Charlie, what do you think? And when it all adds up... This is um undebatably the best Star Wars prequel, but we're not breaking any new ground here. It's a Star Wars movie. It's not the worst. It's not the best. Yay. All right. I generally agree with that assessment. Jackie, what about you? Uh, yeah, I liked it. Uh, there's a few random things in there like that I liked. Like when Senator Organa calls Obi-Wan, it's just Rivers, Leia, and the original calling him for help, which I thought was really cool. I also like that Anakin tells Padme, together you and I can rule the galaxy, which he also does later on with his son. Yeah, like little things like that. They were like nice touches. Um, yep, it's my favorite of the prequels. It, I, I think it holds up and closer. Oh yeah, and that little touch that Chewbacca's in it, I completely forgot about that on the rewatch. <laughs> I was like, wait, is that Chewbacca? <laughs> like, there was no reason for that. That was just a wink to the audience. Yes, it totally <laughs> yeah. was. Um, one more thing about this movie. This movie is famous for its memes, which is something I wouldn't know if Charlie didn't spend literally all of the day on YouTube. But he does. So, Charlie, this is a very meme-heavy movie, correct? 
Correct. And as a certified memeologist, I know every angle of every meme on the entire planet related to Revenge of the Sith. Okay, well then you are the right person to ask. What is <laughs> your favorite Revenge of the Sith meme? So, a lot of people are going to say, oh, he probably likes something from like Obi-Wan or something. I mean, I do. Those memes are not bad. But there's one that I love overall. Um... The one, the part where like Anakin is shining at Padme when Obi Wan comes out of the ship, he's like liar. <laughs> Pretty good. Okay, um, uh, Jackie, what about you? What's your favorite meme? Uh, there's so many to choose from, <laughs> but even uh, even my boyfriend, who's not like totally into Star Wars, but he wandered into the living room while I was watching this. In the final scene, he saw uh, when when he uh, Obi Wan says, "You are the chosen one." <laughs> That's a meme that's like all over Twitter and like Reddit and everything. So even he was like, oh, that's the meme. I'm like, yes, that's what I'm watching. Yes, he was like, I know this movie. This is the meme movie, right? (laughs) Yeah. And of course, uh, Gilmore Girls. (laughs) Higher ground nonsense. High ground. It's so good. uh, Because I can't take it seriously watching the movie now. (laughs) Yes. The high ground. That's probably my favorite meme. Um what I like about it is it's so universally applicable. You can have a conversation with anyone, like step up on something and say, like, be quiet. I have the high ground and it's over. <laughs> yes, give up. I have the high ground. Something about that wording, man. It's just like, like he could have said anything else, but something about the high ground. It just, it just sounds right. It does. It's like, uh, kind of like, you know, we're ending this argument or this conversation. I have the high ground. Just, it's so just, good. So take, take that. <laughs> Give up. I've got the high ground. Give up. Jackie, in that scene itself, like, <laughs> he could have just stayed on the floating droid thing in the lava for, like, 20 more feet and then, like, stepped off of it and onto the rock. He didn't have to try to jump over Obi-Wan, you know? I know. <laughs> you could tell on that. I know this is not a Gilmore Girls podcast, but you could tell the writer's just frustration after seeing that movie when they wrote that scene in Gilmore Girls. Yes, and that's how they coped with it. Like, you know, we're rec- we're coping with it by recording the podcast, and they coped with it by writing that scene. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so this has been fun. Um, any more thoughts from anyone on Revenge of the Sith before we sign off? I'm looking. Um, no, no, I think we covered it all. All right, good talk, family. And that was Revenge of the Sith. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming. And, uh... We'll see you next time. We'll see you in the outer worlds. Goodbye there. Thank you to everyone who helped out with the first three-person podcast here on the Family Starship. It was fun. Learned a lot. Uh, Editing was a little bit tougher than normal, but that's okay. Um, Once again, this podcast featured music from Metaphasic, Technoax, and Airglow. Thank you everyone for joining us. See you soon. Take care. Stay safe. Anakin, I have the high ground. You underestimate my power. Don't try it. Ah!